I do not need to tell you this, but things are bad out there and things are getting worse. They're not getting better. The signs of an economic collapse, the US dollar are all around us. The signs of inflation are going up, gas prices are going up, and when energy costs go up, what does that do to food costs? That makes that go up and that makes more shortages. So we know we've seen the shortages, we've seen the supply chain breakdowns, more are coming. So what is the solution? The solution, if you wanna be smart, it's not alarmist, it's smart. Investing in long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply are the nation's largest preparedness company and they have millions of well-prepared customers who depend on their food. It will get you through whatever is ahead. Act today, take action. Save $50 on a four-week emergency food kit. The meals in this four-week kit will provide over 2,000 calories per day to give you the physical energy that you need for survival. So be sure to get one kit for each person in your family, grab one for your cars, throw it right in the trunk. And What's the website? You go to preparewithposo.com. You get $50 off each kit right now today. Take action. When the next crisis hits, you'll be glad you made this decision. Go to preparewithposo.com today. Preparewithposo.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's top stories. First up, of course, we are going to be continuing our coverage, the war in Ukraine, as we now enter day 22, week three of this conflict. Next, the Federal Reserve is increasing interest rates, as predicted, for the first time since 2018. Third, a new Iran deal looks like it is being pushed through, would provide Russia with $10 billion contract to build new nuclear sites and expand nuclear sites within Iran. And then finally, Finally, we're going to be talking about the story about the cartel leader, El Huevo, who has been captured and now deported to the United States. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. We were part of the Georgia National Legion, the 102nd Ukrainian Territorial Defense. Okay. Our base got up. The base right next to us got up. Americans, British, tons of British dead. All right, they're not saying nothing. They're counting our dead as their dead. They're trying to send us to Kiev with no weapons, no kit, no plates. The people who are lucky enough to get weapons are only getting magazines with like ten rounds. Okay, when they wanted to send us to Kiev, we said no. Our whole group bunch of Americans, Canadians, British. So they told us we had to get the out or they were gonna shoot us in the back, all right? So me, this British guy, and another American, we hid in the back of an ambulance to get out. All right, so that video you just heard, a uh, foreign fighter from the United States traveled to Ukraine, seeking fame and fortune, posting on Snapchat about how things are going. Now there are other people who've come out, they say they have different experiences since they've been on the ground. Haven't heard more from this foreign fighter. Turns out this guy actually was a member of the Boogaloo Boys group, um, which was this anti-US um, you know, anti government extremist group that at one point was supporting Black Lives Matter, was supporting Antifa during the George Floyd riots. Um, now you've got those guys going over and traveling to work with the Ukrainians and this so-called Georgia Legion. So lots of different groups that are operating in Ukraine right now. It is a complete crap show when it comes to these uh, foreign volunteers, Western volunteers. Look, if you think that you're gonna go do something like that and be on the ground 
and being involved in a war zone like this against a conventional military with cruise missiles, with aircraft, with SU-25s, right? Understand what you are getting into. This is not a video game. This is not Call of Duty. This is real life. Now, going in, ground battle update, day 22. This is, of course, from ISW, understandingwar.org. Russia is deploying reserves from Armenia and South Ossetia and cohering new battalion tactical groups, BTGs, from the remnants of other units. So they're taking units that sustained some losses early on in the invasion. They're creating new battle, uh, battle tactical groups to be able to come together as they move for their encirclement of Kiev. These, these forces will likely face equal or greater uh, command and logistical difficulties to current frontline Russian units. President Zelensky on the Ukrainian side has created a new joint military civilian headquarters responsible for the defense of Kiev on March 15th. Uh, Russian forces are also still continuing their probing attacks northwest of Kiev, but we have not seen any of those offensive operations northeast of Kiev on March 16th. Russian forces are continuing their shelling in Kharkiv, but have been unlikely to force the city, or it says they are unlikely to force the city to surrender without encircling it. Of course, they are most likely going to encircle Kharkiv. That has been their strategy from day one with this. Um, in terms of the Mariupol pocket, they are continuing to reduce that. What they're doing is they're carving up Mariupol across multiple lines. Now we are seeing, and there's videos of this coming out, thousands and thousands of civilians now are finally getting out of Mariupol. We were told earlier that they were having trouble getting down these set up humanitarian corridors. They were having trouble getting out of the city. Uh, both, both sides blamed the others, but it seems that as the Russians have gotten into Mariupol, now civilians are able to get out on these humanitarian corridors with some numbers uh, saying tens of thousands of civilians have gotten out, which obviously, thank God, that is happening right now. Of course, we want to make sure that everything, every instance can be done to make sure to help the civilian refugees, the civilian population that are victims of this invasion that are caught up in this fighting. The same way that civilians always have to suffer whenever people go to war. You know, I've said before, I'll say it again, war is a racket. People are getting paid, right? Every time, every time there's a shipment of weapons, every time there's a shipment of uh, gear, we now hear that the United States will be providing over 100 armed drones to the Ukrainian side. Remember, people are getting paid. Lockheed, Raytheon, they are getting paid. What are they getting paid with? Your tax dollars. And whether that be through spending, and then you have to pay the tax through inflation, whether that be through printing, whether it be through borrowing, it still comes on the backs of the American people. And so we haven't heard any updates yet in the peace process. What is going on with this? Is Ukraine, and it looks like they are, they're saying that they want to be out of NATO, but they're also asking for security guarantees from the West in case they're attacked. So that essentially would be an Article 5 guarantee without the broader spectrum of NATO. Russia, by the way, doesn't seem like they're going to go for this. They're also calling for international force in Ukraine. Russia probably will also not go for that as well. And so it seems that the peace talks as of now have reached a stalemate here on day 22. The three-week rule. Do you know about the three-week rule? It might be the best financial advice ever. What is it? Wait three weeks to buy that new car. Wait three weeks to refinance your home mortgage. And wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. Why three weeks? Because that's how fast the average ScoreMaster user takes to boost his or her credit score an average of 61 points. Yeah, seriously, 61 points to your credit score. And listen, 61 points added to your credit score can save you tens of thousands on 
everything that you want to finance. ScoreMaster technology. ScoreMaster was developed by credit data scientists to boost your credit score higher and faster than you thought possible. ScoreMaster is so easy, it takes about a minute to get started and you don't have to wait months for your best credit score. So you try ScoreMaster for free and see how many plus points that you can add to your credit score. So what do you do? You go to scoremaster.com slash POSO. That's scoremaster.com slash POSO. You get access to this information, help boost your credit score. scoremaster.com slash POSO. At the Federal Reserve, we are strongly committed to achieving the monetary policy goals that Congress has given us, maximum employment and price stability. Today, in support of these goals, the FOMC raised its policy interest rate by one quarter percentage point. The economy is very strong and against the backdrop of an extremely tight labor market and high inflation, the committee anticipates that ongoing increases in the target range for the federal funds rate will be appropriate. In addition, we expect to begin reducing the size of our balance sheet at a coming meeting. As we emphasize in our policy statement, with appropriate firming in the stance of monetary policy, we expect inflation to return to 2% while the labor market remains strong. So that's Jerome Powell there saying that, of course, as predicted, we are now seeing an increase in interest rates from the Fed. What does that mean going forward? Well, Zero Hedge has the article up it says they will be paralyzed when the Fed is moving too slowly. We are possibly getting the worst of all worlds. This will be bad for the economy and could also lead to dramatic political repercussions. The U.S. administration has tried to claim otherwise out of some combination of duplicity and stupidity, but inflation is quite regressive. Rich people can only spend so much on food and gas and basic staples, and even filling up a G-Wagon and flying in elk steaks from Wyoming costs a trivial percentage of income and wealth. But regular people, especially regular people on fixed incomes, are getting badly damaged. And those people will be voting come November. So understand, right? Understand, energy prices are going up. When energy prices go up, everything goes up. Also, you had massive printing early on in the Biden administration. This quantitative easing, money printer, go burr, whatever you want to call it, this was done by the Fed. And we talked about this again and again. This all, that money, right, that's printed out, that doesn't go to you and me. That doesn't go to the regular folks out there. That doesn't go to your family. And I've seen some people also saying that, oh, well, what about the stimulus checks? Wasn't the stimulus checks, you know, a bunch of money? Yeah, no, 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 no. That was a drop in the bucket compared to the 14 trillion in printing that was done. More money than has ever been printed in the history of the United States was done by this Fed. And they did so by handing it out to their buddies so they could set up, well, I guess they'd already had set up, but now they implemented and executed this ESG system the social credit score system. And it's all under the aegis of the Great Reset that they call it. They say, well, we're gonna change the economy. We're gonna change the economy. But we've talked to you before as well about the Kantian effect. What does that mean? The people closest to the king are the ones who benefit when there is money printing at the expense of the people furthest away from the throne, right? This is from the kingdom of France years and years ago. And what does that mean? Well, that means that the inflation doesn't affect the people who are getting the free money, right? Who are getting these loans that at that point had been at no interest. Now it's at a tiny little bit of interest, right? 
the prices don't go up for them because they're the ones who are the first movers. So they are able to go out and make their purchases. And as Eurohedge was saying, it's a trivial percentage of their income and wealth. But when the prices go up, who does it affect? It affects the people on the fixed income. So that means your money in your bank account, that means your wages, that means your savings, they're all being devalued. Now you couple that with everything that we've been talking about in terms of the fall of the petrodollar and the rise of the petro yuan. Russia, China, and Iran, we're gonna talk about Iran in a second. They are working together to create a non-US dollar monetary block. And by doing so, they are going to devalue that. This is gonna happen. It is happening. It's already happening. Our government understands it. Our Fed understands it. Wall Street understands it. So we're trying to explain this so that you, the people that listen to this, will understand this. You need to start getting your family financially secure and financially stable for when the US dollar becomes devalued because they are challenging the world reserve status of the US dollar. And whether it's the yuan or a crypto yuan or a central bank digital currency that China issues, you know, that all remains to be seen. But the point is, the US dollar does not seem long for this world in terms of being that world reserve currency. And that's why the administration is going out hat in hand to Venezuela, to Saudi Arabia, who's not even returning our calls, right, to the UAE. Please, please, please continue trading oil in US dollars. But they're not getting a response because the world is making their move. So what does that mean for you? That means you have to hedge against it. You've got to get your money out of cash and you've got to put it into investments that are going to be safe. Why do you think Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and all these people are putting their money into real estate, into food producing land, right? These, their money managers, they get where this is going. They can see the writing on the wall. What I'm trying to do is help you understand that so that you and your family's future will be secured. MyPillow.com promo code POSO. That is the three little words that every man is waiting to hear and that every wife is waiting to hear as well. She says, I wanna hear those three little words. It's simple, promo code POSO. Now I'm not sure if that's, is that three words? Is that two words? I mean, I, I, I guess you could write it promo code POSO. There's three little words right there, folks. That's all you need right there. You get the towels, you get the sheets, you get the toppers. I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, fellas, you wanna make her happy. You just say those three little words. All right, got to get this next story in all seriousness. New Iran agreement coming down the pike. So in the midst of all that the United States is doing in President Biden's wisdom and his genius, he is giving us a foreign policy which would allow Russia to cash in on $10 billion in contracts to build nuclear sites in Iran. That's smart. That's a good foreign policy. Great job, President Biden. Great job. White House, uh, neurotic millennials, and West Wing LARPers, you've done a good thing by letting Iran build nuclear sites and giving 10, or freeing up, you know, unfreezing this $10 billion contract with Russia. It's, it's also one of those situations where you just look at it and you're like, you know, these guys play to win. The Russians play to win, clearly. The Iranians play to win. 
Beijing plays to win, and what do we do? We just play. We literally just play. So here's Jen Psaki yesterday trying to come to some semblance of understanding or explaining why this is going on. Take a listen. And then um, moving on to the uh, nuclear deal. General McKenzie told the uh, Armed Services Committee that from everything that he can see, uh, the IRGC is a, a terrorist organization. Is the White House willing to delist the IRGC from the foreign terrorist organization list in order to get a deal with Iran? We're still in the negotiations, so I'm not going to speculate or outline from here what the final details look like. And by the way, the company that's getting the $10 million, $10 billion, billion in terms of this is Rosatom. You might remember Rosatom. Who were they? Who are they? Why does that sound familiar? Oh, right. They're the ones who eventually bought Uranium One. Thank you, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Like, do you understand how stupid our, and corrupt our government is, right? They understand this. Putin understands this. He's been running the tables on the Clinton family and the Biden family and everybody else for years. He put you in this position to weaken you, to strengthen his own hand. And he's working with Beijing now against your interests. Wake up. You've been played. Paid you off with what, 500 grand? That's all it took? That's all it took to sell out your country. What was her, Hunter Biden? 83,000 a month to sell out the people of Ukraine and to sell out the people of the United States. And it's as simple as that. And look, it is not, right, it is not unpatriotic to call out the lies of the warmongers. It is your patriotic duty to call out the lies of the warmongers and explain the truth of what's going on behind all of this. So they think that Iranian oil being put back on the world market is going to lower the oil price, and it probably will, which will eventually lower the price of the pump. But what happens then? No American energy independence. So you're helping Iran and you're helping Russia and you're hurting the United States of America. Great job. Well, and the biggest story in the country that no one is talking about, a cartel leader, the leader of the Northeast Cartel, Juan Gerardo Trevino Chavez, El Huevo, his moniker, captured in Northeast Mexico, deported to the United States. A U.S. consulate comes under fire. And yet, I look across media I look across media in the United States, I can't find a thing. You go to media in Mexico, they're all talking about the story. Huge, huge news. Massive battles that are taking place, the federales. It looks like the United States played you know, a significant role in this roll-up, in this raid. They get this guy. He's been extradited, so that's, that's the latest. And so we'll, we'll break that down in a second. But what blows my mind is that you see this level of violence. You see this level of cartel violence that's going on across the border, like literally right across the border, a stone's throw from the U.S. homeland, not 5,000 miles away, not 500 miles away, five feet away, five minutes away from U.S. soil, our sovereignty, right? This is our territory. This is the hemisphere where we live. 
This is our backyard. There is a cartel war that is going on right now in the narco state directly to our south. And yet for some reason, you don't hear people talk about that. Sure, they might make some some glib lip service, you know, statement about, you know, we talk to US politicians about, oh, we need border security, we need border security, but they don't explain the fact that you've got massive swaths of territory in Mexico that are directly controlled by cartels. They're not even controlled by the Mexican government. They've lost control of them, right? We used to talk about this in Afghanistan when we would say the Afghan government doesn't have control over certain provinces, the Taliban does. But for some reason, we don't talk about Mexico that way. Talk about Afghanistan that way, talk about Russia, and Ukraine that way right now, you know, which territories does Russia have control over versus Ukraine? Yet we've got a situation very similar to one of those right on our front doorstep. And our media couldn't care less. And the American people, because they're focused on the media constantly, if the mainstream media doesn't talk about it every day, then they're focused on this. They don't talk about the beheadings in Mexico that are going on. They don't talk about the women and children that are butchered by these cartels. This guy, by the way, his uncle, right? His uncle was one of the leaders of the Zeta cartel. If you understand who the Zetas are and the way that they were founded with training from U.S. military special forces, U.S. Army special forces, who then broke away from the Mexican military and formed a cartel, some of the most brutal killings that this hemisphere has seen in centuries are going on under this cartel. And now this guy, El Huevo, was setting up his own operation. And so the latest on him, he was deported to the United States in the first minutes of Tuesday, March 15th by T in Tijuana in Baja, California, on the bridge that connects with San Diego, California. Federal forces transferred the alleged criminal from Mexico City to the northern border on a federal plane. The expedited form was then due to the man, and apparently he is a U.S. citizen. They couldn't actually find records of him in Mexico. Massive story, right? So we'll get these TV shows like Breaking Bad or Narcos, but you don't hear the truth of it, and you don't hear the reporting on it in the mainstream media. And why is that? You answer that question, you will know everything. And that is all the time we have for Human Events Daily today. Remember our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Today we covered what's going on on the ground, the encirclement of Kiev, the bottling up and the quartering of Mariupol in Ukraine. Next, we talked about how the Fed is raising interest rates. We got into the insane Iran deal that our government is pushing because they are idiots. And finally, we talked about the capture and deport of El Huevo, which no one else is talking about. Why? Because the rest of the media apparently is corrupt and doesn't care about what's going on on our own borders and in our own hemisphere that directly affects American citizens. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. Today, of course, St. Patty's Day. But how many people remember that St. Patrick was not some secular mythical figure? He was a real person, he was a bishop, and he taught the importance of the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit using the shamrock as a way to explain it to the Irish people that he was baptizing over a thousand years ago. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.